Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. In today's episode, we're going to answer the question, why are you getting hot flushes and how does this impact on your running performance? Welcome to the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner mini-series. Please join Aileen Smith and Karen Campbell, nutritionist friends and runners. During the mini-series, we'll be spotlighting key challenges women face as they approach midlife. Women tell us that they're really uncomfortable with the way their body shape is changing and are noticing how their energy levels and running performance is suffering too. So it's our mission to help women be in great shape, bypass midlife health challenges and continue to enjoy their running. So we've designed our Healthy Woman Healthy Runner method and that's for the woman who requires the most time efficient and easy method to be the best she can be. During each mini episode we'll be helping you take some easy action. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Aileen and Karen to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. Welcome everyone, I'm Aileen and I'm here again with Karen. Um, This is one of our mini um, episodes today in the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner series. So today we're going to have um, a snapshot discussion on hot flushes. So that's a symptom I'm sure many of us have experienced um, as we've transitioned through the menopause. Um, And it's an area that we we look at in quite a lot of detail uh, in the hormone reset part of the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner program and method. Uh, But today we're just going to look at um, a brief overview of hot flushes. So what the potential causes of hot flushes are, uh, what the impact of hot flushes could be on a midlife female runner, which we all are. And what you could do as a, as a midlife uh, female runner to nutritionally help alleviate this symptom. So uh, that's what we're going to cover. And I just invite you to listen until the end of the episode because we've got a special invitation for you. So let's get started, Karen. Your first question, um, could you give us a potential, uh, an idea of the potential causes of hot flushes that so many of us experience in midlife? Yes, absolutely. And hi, everybody. Nice to be back again. So, so sort of looking at your question, Aileen, to be honest, the, the research still suggests that they're not, they're still not fully, um, understood. Um, but, uh, or they don't fully understand why these symptoms occur. But it is thought that one of the principal reasons, and, and you're well aware, Aileen, and probably most people are well aware, that it's the reduction in estrogen levels that's associated with the menopause transition that leads to these hot flushes. But actually, what some people may not be aware of is that 
the low estrogen levels are thought to cause a disturbance to the temperature regulating mechanism in the brain and the hypothalamus to be exact. Um, and it, it, it suggested that the zone for keeping body temperature neutral narrows when there's, um, when there's low estrogen levels. So when you read the literature, this zone is known as the thermoneutral zone. And it's this, it's this narrowing of the thermoneutral zone that increases the likelihood of the hot flushes and the sweating and the night sweats um, that people experience. So it's an interesting fact. Yeah, that is really interesting, Karen. Like you say, um, you know, we, we know that it's linked to changes in hormone levels. Um, however, not necessarily the link to biochemical changes occurring as a consequence. Um, but I, I think it's really interesting to know that over 80% of women experience hot flushes and night sweats as they go through midlife. So, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily surprising because it's the one symptom I think most women talk about, you know, when we're going through those changes. Um, so it's, you know, 80% is a high percentage, but it's probably something that we all um, do experience. Uh, the severity, the time of onset and the duration of these vasomotor symptoms, um, as they're medically known, um, varies between us all um, and between individuals. And it's primarily linked to this estrogen levels um, of the person that's experiencing them. Um, and remember that the estrogen levels will be different for each person. And it'll also depend on where they are on their menopause journey. Um, you know, certainly I remember, you know, the onset of uh, menopause and the, the symptoms of hot flushes were very severe um, and they sort of lessened as time went on, which is probably because everything's become more balanced. Um, but Karen, are there any other um, factors that you know of that might initiate the hot flushes and the night sweats in, in midlife women? Yes, actually, there are a couple of things um, I wouldn't mind mentioning here. Um, and, and it is thought that that compromised liver detoxification pathways may exacerbate these symptoms. And in the Healthy Women, Healthy Runner program, we, we do take everyone through a gentle nutrition detox, and that may help alleviate the severity of the symptoms just by helping bring the, the, um, the detoxification pathways back into balance. And then Whilst thinking about nutrition, also our diets can have an impact on these symptoms. So, for example, um, for some people, it could be alcohol and or coffee um, that might be exacerbating the symptoms. But also so for some other people, it could be spices as well. Um, you know, we quite often hear of of people complaining of the hot flushes after they've had maybe a curry or or a similar type of, of spicy food. So so these are other potential um, tr triggers or certainly exacerbating the symptoms. Yeah, yeah. I've heard lots of people talk about particular things that just cause that whoosh of temperature. Um, mm -hmm. So we've established that most women going through these um, midlife changes experience hot flushes. And we, we think it's linked to the low estrogen levels affecting our natural body thermostat, which I think is another interesting 
um, facts. And I like this firm and neutral zone that you've talked about, Karen, because mm. it really sort of makes sense. Um, and we've, we've also suggested that certain foods and beverages may exacerbate the symptoms, um, as could a compromised liver function. So there's, there's lots of things going on here and there are some things that we can influence. Um, so can we move on and think about how the hot flushes and night sweats could be affecting uh, a midlife runner and what the impact on, on the running performance could be, Karen? Yes, absolutely, Aileen. So my initial thoughts um, around this is is about the potential for suboptimal hydration status for the runner. So I'm thinking if if the hot flushes and night sweats are severe enough, and maybe also putting into the the pot that the weather is hot, or it's a long distance runner, then it could be that um, that that fluid loss will will occur or and and the night sweats or the hot flushes are going to build on that um, and and exacerbate that um that fluid loss so that would be my initial thinking mm. so what you're saying there is the vasomotor symptoms would add to the fluid loss and therefore that would be um an issue if the individual is not rehydrating optimally yeah, exactly, Aileen. And my other thoughts around this um, are more about the indirect effect of these vasomotor symptoms, as you referred to them, um, on performance. So, for example, many women experience disturbed sleep due to the night sweats that they experience. And we know that lack of sleep has a huge knock-on effect in many ways, but one of them is on energy. And um, and low energy for the runner could lead to a lack of motivation for your running, but also could lead to potentially poor recovery from training and an increased risk of injury. So the effect of these symptoms could actually be quite far-reaching in an indirect way. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Karen. Um, I was reading a review paper recently that talked about the vasomotor symptoms and the most influencing factor was sleep disturbance and how this could have an impact on energy leading to fatigue, uh, but also influencing mood and cognitive function and anxiety. So all related to a bad night's sleep, but actually the root cause was the vasomotor symptoms. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really interesting. And, and another, um, interesting piece of information to share here is that in, in, in different cultures and certainly in cultures where menopause is not seen as a negative, uh, life event, these vasomotor symptoms are, are thought to be much less. And in fact, it's thought that many of the symptoms that we associate with menopause are less severe. And I think that's really interesting that it's, it, it, because they're looking at it, you're moving through this journey as a positive mm. aspect of life, whereas we in the West tend to see it as something negative. Yeah. And, that, you know, I think that's something that we've talked about in previous episodes, Karen, that, mm. you know, it, it is a stage of life. It's not an illness. <laughs> and it's something exactly. that, you know, we if we embrace it and um, manage it in, in the best way possible, it can be actually quite a positive thing. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, it's not hard. It's hard to think of that when you're going through it, I know. But when you've come out the other end um, <laughs> and you've done something, it, it can be really good. Okay, so we've, so we've discussed the implications of hot flushes and night sweats on the hydration status of a runner. And we've also talked about how these symptoms might affect sleep. And we know that poor sleep is 
is known for affecting running performance. Um, so having these vasomotor symptoms might indirectly affect training and recovery. Um, but let's now think about what we could do nutritionally to help alleviate these symptoms. So we've already talked about coffee, alcohol, and spicy foods potentially. I know people talk about red wine as being a trigger, um, and that must be a midlife woman drink, I think. <laughs> That's always the one that comes up in conversations. Um, it is. So, so for lots of people, they, they find the, the way of managing this is just to avoid them or minimize them if possible. Um, however, that sometimes can feel like a big leap. So maybe, as I said, reducing, minimize can help. Um, so what other food and nutrition ideas, Karen, do you suggest to help either reduce or ideally remove these symptoms? Yes, I think so. Principally, really, what we're trying to do is help balance the hormone levels as much as possible as as a woman transitions through the menopause. And there are some foods, and again, I think we've spoken about these in the past, Alien, that are known to have weak estrogenic effects. Therefore, may help um, increase estrogen levels if the status is low. And these foods are, are known as the phytoestrogenic foods. Mm. So what I think is important to just emphasize here is that we're talking about hot flushes, which are thought to occur when estrogen levels are low. So if estrogen levels are high, then consuming these foods you know, might not be as beneficial because that could lead to estrogen dominance, um, which could exacerbate certain symptoms. Um, so it's advisable to have your hormone levels tested just to determine your status. Would you agree with that, Karen? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think if you can and your GP's open to that or you can have them done privately, then just knowing exactly where you are with your with your hormone levels can be really helpful in targeting the nutrition support. So definitely, Aileen, I think that's a really good point to raise. Um, so thinking about trying to bring balance to the hormone levels, some foods to consider would include um, soy um, and it's, it's different. Um, products here. I'm thinking about tofu, tempeh, edamame beans, also the likes of soy milk and soy yogurt. Um, other foods are, that are known for their estrogenic effects are the likes of flaxseed, also parsley and celery, the legumes, including your chickpeas and your lentils. Um, and like I say, they, they act in a similar way to estrogen um, but but they're much weaker right enough um but they 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 may help reduce some of the menopausal symptoms including the hot flushes that we're speaking about but maybe the the, the mood swings that um, are also quite common in um in women going through menopause as well yeah that's that's really useful information karen but can i just add that i think regarding soya and the soya products that are available that people would limit their intake to maybe one portion two to three times a week um, and also ensure that the soya products that you're buying are organic and that they're from non-gm sources to make sure that you're getting the best quality yeah, definitely, Aileen. And also what I would um I would add there regarding soy is to avoid foods containing soy isolate. To just just choose the foods derived from the whole soybean. Um because soy soy isolate is is highly processed with very little nutritional value really. And um and it has been associated with some health health 
um, female health conditions. So just trying to remember to read the ingredients, as we always stress with most things, read the ingredients and just check that soy isolate isn't contained in it contained in it. And just to add here, you know, I spoke about flaxseed. Um, and, and if considering flaxseed, I would really suggest that you maybe soak them overnight or, or grind them before eating. And that's really to enhance the absorption of them and that bioavailability of the of the nutrients within it within it. And also just um, remember to drink lots of water alongside linseed as it is known to absorb lots of fluid. And, and you could use it to sprinkle on your porridge or your granola or even add to um, add to a juice or a smoothie. Yeah, I mean, you can buy ground um, linseed or flaxseed, depending mm. on what you, you call it. Um, I know that um, somebody that I listened to suggested that, you know, the most bioavailable um, flaxseed would be best if you ground it a bit like you ground coffee grounds um, to make sure that you're getting it to be really um, thera- a therapeutic level of phytoestrogens. But, um, you know, equally, you can't always be perfect. So, you know, buying exactly. the ground stuff that you and you would keep it in the fridge would keep it nice and fresh. Okay, so that's that's really great, Karen. You've given us a few ideas on how to relieve the annoying and potentially embarrassing effects of hot flushes and, of course, uh, night sweats too. Um, there are lots of food and nutrients that we could discuss, but you know this is a short episode, so we can't cover them all here. Uh, but hopefully, we've given you a great snapshot of what you, as a midlife runner, could do nutritionally to help alleviate this symptom. Uh, we we do look at this in a much deeper way and we look at the power of nutrition in helping to reduce many menopausal symptoms in our Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner program. So if this is an area that really hampers your enjoyment of everyday life as well as your running, then I would recommend that you join us on the program uh, where we can guide you to have a healthier, happier and a more symptom-free midlife journey. Um, so, Karen, as a little bonus before we end the, the mini episode, could you give us a couple of lifestyle tips to help alleviate these hot flushes and night sweats? Yeah, sure, Aileen. I'll um, I'll give you two tips here, but there are many sort of lifestyle factors thought to help alleviate um, the menopausal symptoms. But my my top two for today um, are. Thinking about increasing your consumption of organic foods. So maybe thinking about the dirty dozen clean 15 concept, which we discuss actually in our free training. So do join our next event and we'll give you the link um, in the show notes for this episode on how you could join our next free training. But sort of the dirty dozen clean 15 is, is a list of fruits and vegetables with the dirty dozen absorbing most toxins. Therefore, advising you that maybe buying the organic versions of of these would be would be a recommendation so that's one thing increasing your organic consumption and then another tip really is just to try and maintain cool room temperatures so just thinking about your bedroom environment sort of keeping the window open could be for some people that they just like a little fan whirring um Turning down the heating in the house as well um, could be helpful and trying maybe to avoid uh, hot baths. And we all love to soak in a bath, but just just being mindful of the temperature and just keeping it at, at a cooler 
or a warm rather than a hot bath and um, and just also thinking maybe about a, a cool shower um, when you get up in the morning or maybe before you go to bed just to try and bring the, your temperature down before you you go to bed so those would be my two tips for today Aileen. Great thanks Carol. My uh, fun top my fun tip nothing to do with nutrition would be um, to get yourself a pashmina because that was my saviour when I was going through a lot of hot flushes. Mm-hmm. I found that you get very hot and then very cold very quickly. And having a pashmina was easy to wrap around you and take off without going through the pulling jumpers and cardigans off. Uh, so oh, very good tip. Very stylish. You can have them around the house and they're easily available. So. Absolutely. Yes, I like that one. Okay. So <laughs> thanks for your tips, Karen. Um Could you give us a a roundup of your key takeaways now? Yeah, absolutely. So my key takeaways um, for today are, you know, as we transition through midlife and the perimenopause phase, female sex hormones do fluctuate greatly, leading to a variety of symptoms. But hot flushes are thought to be associated with low levels of estrogen. So just a reminder there. And also there are several factors thought to exacerbate these vasomotor symptoms, including compromised liver detoxification pathways that we've talked about, as well as potentially alcohol, coffee um, and, and other foods as well. But alcohol and coffee are also known to impact um, on liver detoxification. So the, there could be a link there. Also, hot flushes and night and night sweats could affect running performance both directly and indirectly through their impact on hydration status as well as sleep duration and quality. And there are many foods known to help reduce the symptoms of menopause, but the most researched to date is soy. But just be cautious um, when consuming soy and its products due to its ability to potentially cause estrogen dominant status and the health effects of that. Um, lifestyle changes can also influence the severity of the symptoms. And there are some really simple changes you can introduce that um, may help reduce them, including increasing your intake of organic fruit and vegetables, um, as we've spoken about, and that can um, help support the liver and that those detoxification pathways. And then thinking about um, maintaining a cool environment wherever you are. Um, but remember, there is so much more you could do both nutritionally and with subtle lifestyle changes. So do join our next free training to find out more about it or you could jump straight in and just add your name to the waiting list for our healthy women healthy runner program which will be launching fairly soon thanks karen that's an excellent overview and a good sneak preview of what to expect in the healthy woman healthy runner program uh, for all you midlife runners out there thank you so much for joining us today and we really hope that you found our insights useful We've got a question for you. Would you like to know how to put our advice into practice and how to take some easy actions? If your answer is yes, then please don't miss the opportunity to sign up for our next free online training session. It's going to be on Zoom and we'll be there to share more steps in the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method with you. And most important of all, we'll be there in person. So we'll be able to answer any of your questions on the spot during the training. Karen and I absolutely love podcasting, but we love interacting with you even more. So we can't wait to meet you in our Zoom room. 
And if you'd like to register, it's very easy. All you need to do is look out at the episode show notes, uh, look at the top of the page and click the booking link there and we'll send all the details to you. So if you'd like to be a healthy woman, healthy runner for many years to come, please come and join us and don't miss out on our next free training. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.